brother i'm grace hello brother i'm stephanie and this is doppelgangers today we're talking about season three episode five of the vampire diaries which is called the reckoning and the thumbnail on netflix for this episode made it pretty clear why that was the title yeah they could only really get away with what they were getting away with for so long and this is the episode where shit really started to hit the fan and you know what fair enough it was time that everyone got on the same page here And it was only a matter of time that Stefan could hold out. So here we are. As always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Despite all that has happened, Caroline is determined to see that Elena, Bonnie, Matt, and Tyler all enjoy a traditional senior prank night before the school year begins at Mystic Falls High School. However, when uninvited guests show up, it doesn't take long for the evening to take a deadly turn. Damon convinces Jeremy that he can use his new connection to the other side to help find a way to defeat Klaus. Finally, Klaus deepens his hold on Stefan and uses him for increasingly violent and dangerous purposes. Very exciting of a prank night. I love any episode where they're all in the school after hours. That always has some fun settings, some fun stuff to do. Klaus really plays with the gym in a cool way. Klaus really has fun being at the high school, as does Rebecca. I think Rebecca's just loving being alive in the modern era. Let me tell you, the modern era was made for Rebecca. She thought the 20s were fun. And then she found out she could take a picture of herself on a phone. She loves it here. She's like, wait, now I can take unlimited photos of myself. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's a good time to be Rebecca and a good time to be Klaus. Proof that Rebecca would never dress as a flapper on Halloween because she's like, no, this is my generation, baby. Yeah. So we open the episode at Mystic Falls High, and we stay at Mystic Falls High for the majority of the episode. When we start there, it's pretty empty and ominous. We hear some like rattling noises and we see what it is. It's Matt lifting weights late at night. To be fair, he probably can't afford a gym membership. Take advantage of the school mogul mindset. Got to give it to Matt Donovan for that one. Yeah, I was like, what is he doing here? And then I was like, well, I guess what is he going to do? Sit by himself at home? He might as well be here. Yeah, he might as well be here. There's a free gym. He hears some doors opening, he hears some noises, and he like goes up to explore. He doesn't find anything, it's all empty and dark. He follows every noise to a classroom, and the classroom is dark. He opens the door and he turns on the lights, and like a ton of mouse traps go off. Well, and obviously, this setup is supposed to make us think that like maybe Matt's about to get killed. No concern for me, not only because like I don't care, but mostly because I was like, I dislike him so much there's no way they're gonna kill him off yeah like he's fine he's invincible now so then when we turn on the lights we see it's caroline and tyler and elena and bonnie setting up a bunch of mouse traps and caroline says seriously now let me point something out to you this becomes caroline's catchphrase this way she says seriously she says it very funny as far as i can tell i've been looking out for it as far as i can tell this is the first time she's done it This is going to be something she does a lot. So just something to look out for, a fun thing. Everyone kind of develops their own catchphrases and sayings. Obviously, we've got hello, brother. We've got Klaus saying ripper. Ripper. Exactly. (laughs) That's how he says it. (laughs) Yeah. So everyone has their little catchphrases. But seriously, in this way, is going to become Caroline's. So I just want to point that out because it's our first appearance of it. Watch out for it or don't. It doesn't really matter. It's one word. And once again, I stay vibing with Caroline. Yeah. She says, do you know how long it took us to set that up? And Tyler says to Matt, oh, you forgot about senior prank night, huh? Did any of you text him? <laughs> I doubt it. 
not to be on Matt's side here, but like, like they all had to plan to meet here. They had to pick up the mouse traps. Did no one include Matt in the thread? Evidently not. At least he was at the school. Otherwise, he'd just be at home by himself. Matt's like, yeah, I kind of did. And Caroline's like, we've been waiting for this since like freshman year. And Elena says, look, if I'm doing this, you're definitely doing this because Elena's been through so much. And Matt says, I'm kind of surprised any of you are doing this. Yeah, because this doesn't really vibe with like who we think like specifically like Elena and Caroline are. Like I could see Bonnie getting into this just like because she's kind of a fun down girl. Obviously, Tyler would love this. But like Caroline and Elena, it's like, yeah, this doesn't really seem like something you guys would jump on. But one thing about Caroline, she's all about the experience. Well, I think when he's more concerned about like, aren't you guys a little busy being supernatural creatures? Yeah. I think that's what he's trying to say. I don't think it's personality type. I just think personality type is interesting in terms of who would prank. I think that that all of the trauma they've been through, he's like, why are you guys doing pranks? Also, I agree with you that maybe Caroline and Elena aren't necessarily pranksters, but one thing Caroline and Elena are are super school spirit girls. Yeah, that's true. So they'll do all the big things. Prank in the guise of a senior tradition, they're absolutely going to do, personality-wise. Yeah, I do agree with that. But anyway, Bonnie says Caroline is making them all do this. And Caroline says, you know what? Yeah, I am. We're about to be seniors, and these are the memories that are going to stick with us forever. And obviously she said this a lot because Elena hops on and finishes the thought. She says, if we don't create these memories now, then what's the point of it all? And Caroline says, you guys can make fun. I don't care. I know I'm right. And she is right. They need to have some little fun memories like this for the first 20 minutes. They need to have some human stuff that they do because, yeah, they can all get caught up in all the supernatural drama. You'll always remember that. But you're going to be sad if you didn't do prank night just because you were like a little sad that your boyfriend was still out of town, you know, (laughs) so Caroline's pushing it the right way. Yeah. And Tyler says, you guys are all lame and I have 10 more classrooms to prank. Tyler is hanging out with this group because they're his friends, but these are not his strongest soldiers. He's like, look, I got a lot of shit to get done. And like, you guys aren't really my top pranksters. Like, I got to go get the front line together. He's like, I'm sorry, but mousetrap duty is kind of below me. Okay, I'm the ringleader. He's like, I'm obviously the leader of Saran Wrap. So (laughs) let's go. So Elena starts to leave behind Tyler. And Caroline asks where she's going. And Elena says, oh, I'm going to super glue Alaric's desk shut. Classic. Caroline smiles. Elena says, oh, I'm making memories. And Caroline says, I love you. It's a very happy moment. Elena walks by Tyler in the hallway. He has a bunch of saran wrap. He's telling some boys to get faculty toilet seats. And then he says, Dana needs bodies in the gym. It's like, oh, Dana's still here. Love to see a resurgence of Dana. It will be her final one. Yeah. And then, you know, Elena's laughing. She's just starting to get into the fun of it. And she goes out a door and walks directly into Klaus. (laughs) And, you know, this episode started and it was Klaus laying on the thumbnail and Grace said, how long do you think it'll take Klaus to find her? And I wanted to say under five minutes, but I was like, no, let's be a little bit more friendly, maybe under 10. It was like right at the three minute mark. And Klaus says, there's my girl. She tries to run. Obviously, he's faster. And he says, you're supposed to be dead. What are we going to do about that? And I know this wouldn't have worked, but if you're Elena, you have to be like, oh my God, you caught me, Catherine, you caught me, I'm Catherine. Or like, you can even go even further left field, be like, sorry, who are you? My name's like, Martha. Are you talking about my cousin, Elena? Like, my name's Martha, I just transferred to this school. Are you talking about my twin sister, Elena? (laughs) Yeah, like, Like, again, (laughs) it wouldn't have worked. 
this is why on this show I would have been dead by now because I would have tried to move like that and they would have been like that is so stupid it's annoying to me and I'm gonna kill you yeah I would have literally said sorry do I know you I just transferred to this school I feel like if I was really confronted with this in the moment I'd be like no I'm Catherine Elena's like in the gym something like that that would have been my automatic start you know and class would be like I'm not an idiot your hair is straight and she'd be like okay fair enough said you are wearing a Henley and Converse you're Elena and she's like okay you got me I had to hey, I had to try I had to try it there buddy you get it you get it and Klaus says I get it I get it yeah <laughs> so then we go on to some highway somewhere Damon and Catherine are in a lovely little like red Porsche I don't actually know if it's a Porsche but it's Porsche adjacent it's a sports car they all look the same to me and they're on a road trip and Catherine says hey let's stop for a bite we can go to a truck stop have a trucker ha 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 and Damon says stop being cute and she says it's not possible She said, that I can't do. Have you seen me? (laughs) She said, hello, mama. (laughs) And Damon says, you know, we've been driving aimlessly for hours. Where are we going? And she says, we're going far enough away that you can't run back. And he says, well, look, Mystic Falls and I are on a break. And Catherine smartly says, you and Mystic Falls or you and Elena? She's hip. Yeah, she knows what's going on. She's like, okay, obviously you left because you're mad at Elena for some reason. Otherwise, you'd be up her ass like you usually are. Yeah. Damon says, let's just say Elena and I are having a difference of opinion about how I should behave. And Catherine starts to turn on the sex appeal because what else does she have to do? Yeah, she's like, I'm bored. Time to be sexy. Time to hook up. She says, let me guess. Elena wants you to be the hero and you don't like playing pretend. And he says, yeah, something like that. And then she says, her loss. And then they make out for a second, not looking at the road at all. Full speed. Full speed, not looking at the road, making out. And it's like, okay, well, they would survive. But I want you to remember, Jeremy's in the trunk. And a car yeah. crash is not a supernatural death. If they crash the car, Jeremy would die. Doesn't count as a supernatural death if the supernatural character is driving the car. I don't think so. Maybe if a car rear-ended them and that was being driven by a supernatural person. I think it's a gray area for sure. It's a gray area at best. I think it's funny because also like they do add a little like rev up sound effect, like as Catherine's about to make out with him. So it's clear they're going fast. So after they make out for a second, Damon tosses her aside pretty violently. He could have been a little nicer about it. And she says, hey, what are you doing? And he says, you just don't do it for me anymore. And Catherine's like, "Okay, you can keep saying that, buddy. Yeah, liar. She's like, first of all, I do it for everyone. Have you seen me? (laughs) First of all, look at me. So then we go back over to Mystic Falls High School, but now we're in the parking lot in Klaus's little U-Haul. Stefan wakes up in the back of the truck and Rebecca's there. And he's like, oh my God, hey, what happened? And Rebecca says, well, Klaus has been breaking your neck all afternoon because he's got quite a temper, which is funny to think that they were just in the back of this truck. Klaus broke his neck, waited for him to wake up and broke his neck again all afternoon. Which, fair enough, I suppose. Yeah, I think he kind of earned that. At this point, Stefan must be pretty used to getting his neck snapped. Yeah. It's happened to him a lot recently. It's like cracking his knuckles. Yeah, just a quick reset. And Stefan says, why did Klaus bring us back to Mystic Falls? And Rebecca says, you can stop playing dumb now. It didn't take him long to figure out what you've been hiding. But Stefan smartly continues to play dumb until Rebecca confirms it, which is the right move. At this point, you don't need to say it. Yeah. He says, I'm not hiding anything. I've done everything that Klaus has asked me to. And Rebecca says, yeah, but you did fail to mention that the doppelganger is still alive. And Stefan's like, okay, so they did get me on that one. (laughs) He's like, okay, you know what? Fair enough. Bluff called. And he like 
backs up and like he tries to be really nonchalant about it and he's like so where's klaus now like where do you think he is boy you know the answer and then rebecca says with any luck he's ripping that cow's head off iconic of rebecca to call needed or breath a cow <laughs> elena is a lot of things but she's not a cow i do think that is body positivity is like skinny people can be cows yeah I think that's true. And that's why Rebecca like deserves to be alive in the modern day, because I think she's really going to turn the zeitgeist on its head. And so then Stefan tries to, you know, attack Rebecca. He runs, he pushes her out of the truck to the ground. He asks where Elena is. Rebecca says, oh, you really love her, huh? And then she pretty easily overpowers him. Because lest we forget, she's an original. Yeah. And she overpowers him. She pushes him up against the truck. And she says, consider me jealous. And she takes the crowbar and stabs him in the stomach. He does scream. It does hurt him. He's having a hard day. Which that's what you get for trying to beat Rebecca at this to get to the girl you love more than her. I mean, I don't know what reaction you thought she was going to have to that. This seems per for the course for her. Rebecca said, I'm going to make you fall in love with me the easier or the hard way. Said, you can just fall in love with me yourself or I can keep on punching you until you decide it's just easier to be in love with me i'll take either way end points the same journey's different (laughs) so then we go into the hallway of the school klaus is dragging elena down the hallway and kind of you know filling her in on why he's here he says you know you put a rather large kink in my plans the whole point of me breaking this curse was so that i could make more hybrids and i can't do that and my bet is it's because you're breathing And she says, okay, well, then if you're going to kill me, just kill me. She's like, we don't really need to have this conversation. Like, go ahead and fucking do it then. Like, I understand why you're mad. You have every right to be. If you want me dead, just kill me now, dude. Yeah, she's like, you know what? It's fair that you found out I was alive. I don't know how long we thought we could get away with this. Go ahead. Let's get this over with. But he says, not until I know I'm right, which is a very level-headed, smart response from Klaus, unlike his usual responses. Yeah, it seems that he had some time to think while he was breaking Stefan's neck over and over again. I guess that was therapeutic. Yeah, well, he was waiting for Stefan to wake up. He's like, you know what? I should double check before I kill her, though. Like, I should be sure. And it does stand to reason that killing her outside of the sacrifice ritual might not do it. Yeah, it does stand to reason that. And like, why bother killing her and making it harder for Stefan to be your best friend if you're not sure? Yeah, if you don't have to. Or, you know, if there's a potential use for her. You have to think about it. You don't get a lot of doppelgangers. Yeah, you get one every 500 years, it seems. Mm -hmm. That we know of. So then he says, but, you know, I do have ways of making you suffer in the interim. And so then they get to the gym. The seniors are setting up a bunch of water cups in the gym. Classic prank, not entirely creative, but it does the job. Yeah, it's annoying to clean up. You know, we all get what they're doing. It's a classic, but it is like on the first page of Google search results. So creativity is lacking. And so then Klaus comes in and he dons his American accent because there's nothing Klaus loves more than accent work. And he says, "Okay, seniors, you've been busted. Prank night is over. And none of the seniors are like, you don't teach here. You know, the seniors are like, who the fuck are you? I don't fucking know you. Elena, who's this dude you're with? Everyone's (laughs) like, "Okay, I guess it's time to go. And I was like, okay, we got busted. Fair enough. We still got a good number of cups out. Okay, we got pretty far. (laughs) And then they scatter, except Chad and Dana, who dilly-dally just a little bit too long. And Klaus points at them. He says, oh, my God, I remember you two. And Dana says, "Um, who the fuck are you? And Klaus says, oh, don't worry. I wasn't in my right head when we met because he was in Alaric's body when he last met them. Yeah. 
lest we forget. And he says, hey, Dana. And he compels her. He says, lift your foot. She does lift her foot. And then Klaus turns to Chad and compels him. He says, if she drops her foot, you beat her to death. And Elena says, hey. <laughs> Elena's like, that's a little mean. Elena says, you don't have to hurt anybody. And he says, of course I do. He said, that's the whole thing, girl. That's my thing, mama. And you know what? Dana and Chad, they were on borrowed time. We've known their name for like seven episodes. Yeah. This is like their third episode they've been in. They keep interacting with people. It was a matter of time. Yeah, it wasn't looking good for them at this point, but we still kept hope alive. It wasn't looking good for them at the decade dance and they made it this far. (laughs) Gotta love that. Then we go over to a rest stop. Damon and Catherine pull over and get out of the car. Catherine says, hey, why are we stopping? And Damon says, oh, I thought you'd want to stretch your legs, you know, take a break from the sexual tension. Plus, I'm tired of driving. It's your turn. And she says, okay, fine. So she walks over to get the keys from him and he throws them into the woods. And then he says, we're not going anywhere until you spill your guts. And she's like, well, that was fucking rude. She says, you could have just asked, but fine. You could (laughs) have just kept him in your pocket. Yeah. Could have just done a fake throw like a dog. Yeah, I would have fallen for it. (laughs) So then Catherine shows him the necklace and says, see this? A little birdie told me that Klaus wants it. And Damon says, why would Klaus want Elena's necklace? Yeah, because he's like, who cares about that ugly old thing? Yeah. And Catherine says, does it matter? He wants it and I have it. That's leverage, which that's a good point. doesn't matter why he wants it. That's not her business. Yeah, Catherine's like, I don't need to know his whole plan. I just need to know that I have something that stops it. She's like, what do you think my whole goal with the Moonstone was, baby? Yeah. She says, you got to stay one step ahead. But actually, when I stole this necklace from Bonnie, I found out something better. And Damon's like, oh, what'd you learn? And Catherine walks over to the trunk of the car and she says, hey, are you willing to do anything it takes to stop Klaus? No turning back. And Damon says, yeah. And she says, "Okay, well, this isn't going to win you any points at home. And she opens the trunk and Jeremy's in there. As soon as she said that, I was like, who the fuck is in the trunk? I was like, well, what did she learn from Bonnie? And the only thing Bonnie told her was like, did Jeremy tell you he's seeing his girlfriends? And uh, Catherine said, "Ooh, great. And so I was like, oh, Jeremy's in that fucking trunk. Poor Jeremy. But you got to hand it to Catherine. She opens the trunk. He's not tied up or anything. He's just asleep. And Damon says, really? (laughs) So then we go back over to the school. Slowly but surely, we're going to see everyone who hasn't learned that Klaus is there yet. And they're going to learn. Caroline is pouring some honey on a doorknob. (laughs) Classic. And Tyler is kissing her. Caroline is like, hey, do you think Matt's going to be okay? And Tyler's like, why are you talking about your ex-boyfriend when I'm kissing you? And she says, Okay, I'm asking about our friend. She's like, I've just got a really like active brain. I am thinking about a lot of things. I'm type A, you know this about me. Like I'm multitasking. Yeah, she's like, I'm just thinking about our friend who seemed very depressed earlier. And Tyler says, well, I think he probably doesn't have a lot of people to talk to anymore. And I think he's probably struggling more than he lets on. Also, I love how big your heart is. And then they kiss. Fair read by Tyler. I mean, that's always been true. Tyler's like, yeah, he always struggles more than he lets on, but like, he doesn't want to talk about it. What am I going to do? He doesn't have any human friends left, really. I mean, Jeremy, but Jeremy's seeing ghosts. And Matt's like, hey, I want that. And then Caroline says, you know, I just want this school year to be happy. I want us to be happy, like in the midst of all the unhappy bits. And Tyler says, well, I'm happy. And then they make out. It's a very cute moment. Then Rebecca approaches. She says, you two are so adorable. And Caroline says, do we know you? Yeah. Caroline has the right reaction. She's like, "Um, who are you? Who the fuck are you? We're literally just making out here. Like, where'd you come from? And Rebecca says, so you're Caroline. 
Elena's friend, which makes you Tyler, the werewolf. And once she knows Tyler's a werewolf, Caroline and Tyler are both a little more like weirded out. Yeah, they're more on the defensive because they're like, that can't be good that you know that. And Caroline says, who are you? And Rebecca says, I'm the new girl. And then she attacks Caroline. Cool line. You gotta love Rebecca. I really do think in a different situation and maybe in the future, Rebecca and Caroline would be friends. I think they would get along. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see how their relationship (laughs) grows over time, if at all. So then we go over to the pool where Matt and Bonnie are TPing. Nice prank. We got all the classic pranks represented. Yeah. And Bonnie says, isn't this fun? And Matt says, you sound like Caroline. (laughs) She's overselling it a little bit, to be fair. TPing is really fun. Yeah. To be fair. And Bonnie says, look, I'm embracing Caroline's philosophy. You should be more into this. Matt asks where Jeremy is, to which if I were Bonnie, I'd say he's not a fucking senior. Yeah, probably at home sleeping. Why would he be at school at night? He doesn't even come to school half the days anyway. Yeah. But Bonnie says, well, I haven't talked to him all day. She says, like, he told me about seeing Vicky. So that is an explanation for like why they haven't talked all day. And Matt says, you know, I'm glad you know. She says, is it like weird for you to talk about this? And he says, I don't really mind talking about it. But honestly, I kind of want to see her myself because I don't remember saying goodbye to her. He's like, I actually really want to see my sister. So it's not that depressing. It's nice to know it's possible. Yeah. And then Matt says, hey, remember how last summer, like the two of us were lifeguards at the pool? And my only two problems were that Elena broke up with me and I sucked at CPR. Who let you be a lifeguard if you sucked at CPR? Of course he's bad at CPR. I know it's meant to be a throwaway line, but it's like, and you were a lifeguard the whole summer? And they let you be a lifeguard. That had no bearing on it whatsoever. Did you get your certification or were you so bad they didn't even certify you? He was like the lifeguard who like his whole job was like making sure there was no roughhousing in the lockers. He couldn't sit by the pool. (laughs) He was just the one who they always had to have an extra lifeguard on duty when he was there. And they were like, Matt, you make sure no one's running by the pool. That's your job. And it's the most important job at the pool. And he's like, thank you so much. I like to think that during CPR training, like his biggest issue was that he just always forgot to tell someone to call 911. Like every time. And they had to be like, no, Matt, you have to tell someone to call 911. He always got the steps out of order. He would like start compressions, then be like, you go get the AED. And like, no, you should have told them that already. Yeah. He said, I don't need to call 911. I know CPR. Or he's always like doing compressions like way too fast. And they're like, no, it's staying alive, Matt. And he doesn't know that song. No, he knows that song. He just sings it wrong. They say it's staying alive. And he said, oh, I know that song. And he just thinks it's a completely different song. He thinks it's like a song by Avicii. And he's just pumping really fast. (laughs) That's Matt's uh, assumed CPR class experience (laughs) and scene. Matt says now elena's dating a vampire you're a witch my sister's a ghost and i'm just a guy wondering how life got so screwed up (laughs) okay he's saying that like he's the main character somehow (laughs) he does someone needs to inform him bonnie says i can't imagine what it must be like for you and he says it kind of explains why i'm not that into senior prank night i mean to be fair matt's had a hard year but they've all had hard years and if we're gonna rank who's had the hardest year Matt hasn't had the hardest, but he's also not had the easiest. But he had a bunch of hard years leading up to this hard year, yes. too. Like everyone else kind of had a nice chill time up until now. He's been traumatized for a while. 
He's got a hard life. Yeah. And you can understand why, like, obviously Caroline's taking the other way that she's like, look, life is difficult, but we got it hold on to these fun things and Matt's taking the side of like life is difficult like why bother with this other stuff you know like I'm just trying to get through it it's just two different philosophies yeah but he does keep trying he says you know what I'm gonna go grab some more toilet paper and then we'll hit the gym and Bonnie says okay he goes to the bathroom he grabs a bunch of toilet paper rolls and then one of the stall doors opens on its own and he goes into that stall and he sees written on the stall uh wall R.I.P. Vicky Donovan Love that someone wrote that in the bathroom. I don't know if it's nice, but it's still nice to see that they care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He closes the door and Vicky is there. She says she's here. She can help him, but he can't hear her. So he walks away. So then we go back to the gym. Dana is having a hard time keeping her foot up. Klaus is laughing because it's funny to him. Because he doesn't care whether that book goes down or not. (laughs) Yeah. And Elena says, hey, where's Stefan? And also, what did you do to him? And Klaus says, well, Stefan's on a timeout. And then Bonnie and Matt come in ready to teepee. And Elena's like, hey, get out. But of course they can't do it fast enough. Klaus is faster. He goes up to Bonnie and he says, hey, I was wondering when you were going to show up. Now we can get started. And Matt's like, I'm sorry, who is this? Yeah, Matt's like, I don't know this guy. Klaus says, Dana, relax. You and Chad can sit tight. And so they collapse to the ground. Dana's safe for now. And Klaus says to Bonnie, I assume you're the reason Elena is still walking around upright. And Bonnie says, yep, that's me. If you want to blame anyone, blame me. See, I'd be like, oh, no, that's her uh, birth dad. He's dead now. What do you want to do about it? Take it up with John Gilbert. But you got to respect Bonnie. She said, yeah, that was me. Klaus says, no need for blame. But you did cause some side effects with your interference. And since you caused the problem, I'm going to have you find the fix. That's pretty nice. You know, I understand where he's coming from logically. It seems fair. And then as if on cue. Rebecca enters with Tyler. She's dragging him along and Klaus says, hey, I want you all to meet my sister, Rebecca. Word of warning, she can be quite mean. (laughs) And she said, that's me. She says, don't be an ass, but she is mean. So she pushes Tyler over to Klaus and Elena says, oh, hey, uh, leave him alone. And Klaus says, I'm going to make this super, super simple for you guys. Every time I try to make a hybrid, they die in transition, which sucks for me because all I want to do is make hybrids. So he feeds Tyler his blood and he says, I need you, Bonnie, to find a way to save my hybrids. And for Tyler's sake, you better hurry. And then he snaps Tyler's neck and he dies. And this is pretty smart and pretty fair. He's like, okay, I know you guys don't want to help me. You don't like me. Fair enough. But you're going to help me out here. They all gasp. Matt is looking pissed off. But Klaus is just like, I think I've made my point. So then we check in outside with Stefan. He wakes up with the crowbar in his stomach and he pulls it out. And then we go back into the gym. Everyone is crying. Matt's like, oh my God, you killed Tyler. And again, what is your name? I didn't catch it. Yeah. (laughs) Elena explains to Matt pretty quickly. He's not dead. Klaus's blood is going to turn him into a vampire. And Klaus says, and if Bonnie is successful, he's going to live through the transition. So Bonnie, go fetch your grimoires and whatnot. And I'll hold on to Elena for safekeeping. And Elena sees, like, she's like, I understand why he's doing that. That's fair. So she nods, and Bonnie goes with Matt to go investigate whatever. And Rebecca says, so this is the latest doppelganger. The original one was much prettier. Now, I want to ask you a question. You think Catherine was the original one, or do you think she's referring to a different doppelganger? I think Catherine is probably the original doppelganger, but I think there's an original Petrofa that she's referring to. I've said this for a while that, this original Petrova kind of got between Klaus and Elijah in some way. 
Sure. So it would track that Rebecca would also know her. Sure. Klaus says, enough. And then he says, take the wolf boy elsewhere. So Rebecca drags Tyler like a rag doll out of the gym. Yeah, Klaus is like, no, you're not going to be around Elena because you're going to get pissed and kill her because she kissed a guy who you dated literally 90 years ago. Yeah, he's like, I don't really want to deal with this. You're not allowed in this room. You can't handle it here. And Klaus tells Elena, you know, like, ignore her. She's petty. (laughs) He's like, yeah, she's kind of a bitch. Like, it's okay. And Elena's like, I'm just a little overwhelmed by all of this, to be completely honest with you. Elena's like, someone being a bitch to me is kind of the least of my worries right now. Yeah. So then we go out to the hallway. Matt says, hey, Bonnie, what are you going to do? And she says, I don't know. That spell is like a thousand years old. And the spell, of course, she's referring to is the curse that the original witch put on Klaus that he just broke. She says, that spell is a thousand years old. My grimoires don't go back that far. Plus, all the dead witches cut me off because I brought Jeremy back to life. Would be useful to ask those witches, but realistically, would those witches know how to say? You never know. We literally will never know. And then she realizes as she's saying this, she's like, oh my God, I can't contact the dead, but Jeremy can. Second person to make this realization today. Unfortunately, the first person already booked him. Yeah. Unfortunately, Bonnie's about four hours late to this realization. So then we go over to the rest stop where, speaking of Jeremy, they lay him on a little picnic table. And Catherine says to Damon, what if I told you that there was a way to kill Klaus? Not dagger dead, dead dead. Damon says, well, I would say you are desperate, lying, and drunk. Catherine says, you remember my friend Pearl? And how could we forget? How could we forget my queen, Pearl, gone too soon? Catherine says, you know, centuries ago, Pearl told me that she knew about a vampire who knew how to kill Klaus, but she wouldn't tell me any more information because she knew it was valuable and she wouldn't share it with me because it was her leverage. Queen. That's why Pearl was smart. Yeah. Unfortunately, not smart enough to live. To be fair, Pearl's death, she was leaving town like maybe a day late, but pretty much at the right time. She just got unlucky that an arrow hit her unexpectedly. Yeah. She kind of did as best she could. She didn't die because she made any stupid decisions. She just kind of got unlucky on the timing. And it was kind of Anna's fault. Yeah, because Anna didn't want to leave. And same thing as ending up in the tomb. It was just kind of unlucky timing that she like ended up with John at that moment. Yeah. So Pearl's not stupid. And Damon says, yeah, okay. Thanks for that information. But Pearl's dead. And Catherine says, yeah, I know. That's why I never brought this up before. And then she says, but she did tell one other person, her daughter, Anna. And Damon says, yeah, Anna's also dead. He's like, how did you miss this news? Anna's been dead too. And Catherine says, well, that brings us to, and Jeremy wakes up and he's like, it's me. It brings it to me. He's like, I get it. He's like, I've been laying here for a little bit, kind of waiting for some some answers and I got it. So, okay. So I get why I'm here now. So we go back to the gym. Elena is comforting Dana and Chad because they are scared and crying. And then Stefan comes in and she abandons Dana and Chad. She says, fuck you guys. My boyfriend's here. She said, so you guys can deal with this on your own. (laughs) And Klaus is like sitting on the bleachers, kind of moping a little bit. And Klaus says, you here to save your damsel? And Stefan says, No, Klaus, I'm here to ask your forgiveness and pledge my loyalty. And Elena says, I'm sorry, what the fuck? Elena's like, Stefan, I'm over here. Did you not see me? And Klaus, you know, doesn't really buy this right away. Which is fair. Yeah, which is fair. (laughs) He shouldn't. (laughs) Because this is obviously a lie. I mean, and again, I think Stefan kind of had to try this. He had to do this. I think Stefan knew it probably wasn't going to work. 
Yeah, Stefan knew this was a reach and Klaus probably knew he was going to try this, but he was like, maybe it'll be okay. They both were kind of on the edge here. Yeah, so Klaus says, well, you broke that pledge once already. And Stefan says, Elena means nothing to me anymore. And whatever you ask of me, I will do. And Klaus is like, okay, let's fucking see. Yeah, Klaus says, fair enough. Let's drink on it. And he points to Chad and Dana and he says, kill them. And Elena says, no, don't. And Elena's like, look, he's not going to hurt me. He already said he's not going to hurt me. And then to make his point, Klaus backhands Elena to the ground. Which that is funny just because like we see a lot of snap necks, a lot of like bites, just a straight like slap is so funny. Yeah. And Stefan can't keep his cool. Stefan should have at least pretended he didn't care that Elena got hit, but I get why he didn't. It's hard for him. He reacted faster than he like would have really taken the time to notice that she just got slapped. Yeah. Stefan goes to attack Klaus, which, you know, kind of ruins the point Stefan was trying to make. It kind of blows his spot up. Yeah. And Klaus says, oh, so she means nothing to you. Your lies are piling up. And Stefan's like, okay, well, obviously I was lying about that. Can we just, can we not do this though? Stefan pivots. He says, let her go. I'll do whatever you want. I give you my word. And Klaus says, well, your word doesn't mean much. I lived by your word all summer, during which time I never had to resort to this. And he holds Stefan and he compels him to stop fighting. Stefan says, don't do this. Klaus says, I didn't want to. All I wanted was your allegiance and now I have to take it. Klaus is like, I wanted you to like, want to hang out with me. Like I just told you this really sweet story of how we were best friends. And that somehow didn't like, work for you like I even got you a new girlfriend like I don't really know why you won't just do it but fine I can make you Klaus doesn't want to compel friendship but he's not above it yeah Yeah, he's not above it he doesn't want to do it but he's really impatient to put the actual work into a friendship and this is far easier yeah he's like I don't want to like compel all my friends but But I'm really not that likable on my own. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm kind of a dick. (laughs) I think that's why he's so pissy too. Because he sees Damon being a dick and people forgiving him. And he's like, what's the fucking difference? He's like, why do you like your brother and you don't like me? We're both the same level of mean. Anyway, so Stefan says, hey, please don't compel me. Klaus compels him because of course he does. (laughs) He says, you're going to do exactly as I say. When I say it, you won't run or hide. You'll just obey. And Klaus lets Stefan go. And of course, he stays there because he's been compelled to. And Elena says, no, Stefan. And Stefan's like, I don't know what to tell you, girl. And Klaus says, now kill them. (laughs) Klaus points to Chad and Dana. Stefan's veins appear and he does kill Dana right in front of Elena. And Elena's like, I don't want you to do these things. Like, I kind of thought we were cool. You know, Stefan's been through some ups and downs in his time with Elena. But she's never watched him kill someone and he kills Dana quickly and violently. Yeah, she's never watched him kill someone like with no reason. He killed Vicky like as Vicky was attacking Elena. Like that's a different situation than watching him just like kill a random person standing there. Who wasn't even doing anything. Yeah, because Elena's been on this thing like I've seen Stefan's dark periods. And now she's, I think, really coming to terms with it in front of her that like, no, you didn't at all. Yeah, you had no idea what he was capable of. And at this point, I was like, okay, well, we did just watch another character, like, be impervious to compulsion. Like, it makes sense that they set up that that's a possibility here. 
Mm-hmm. So I was still feeling a little hopeful here. Yeah. And I can't blame you. They want you to. That was purposeful. They want you to believe in Stefan. So then we go back over to the rest stop. Jeremy says like, this isn't going to work. Catherine shows a text from Bonnie because Bonnie's asking where he is again, because she wants to contact the dead. And Catherine's like, oh, your girlfriend thinks probably thinks you ran off with one of your ghost ex-girlfriends. And Damon says, hey, can you stop with the teeny bopper drama and focus? And Jeremy does focus. And pretty quickly, Anna appears and she says, oh, I'm not helping them. Which is fair. Jeremy says, no, like, it's okay. They're trying to kill Klaus. And Anna says, I really don't care. Catherine is not a friend to you. And neither of them are, honestly, neither is Damon. Yeah, Anna's like, I don't give a fuck what they want to do. I don't like those two. Damon says, hey, what's she saying? (laughs) Jeremy says, well, she doesn't want to help you. They hear that. They're like, I get why she's saying that. So Catherine turns to Damon and says, you want my advice? If you want to make an omelet, you have to crack a few eggs. Good advice. So Damon approaches Jeremy and says, hey, Jeremy, I just want you to know, like, this is not personal. And then he bangs his head on the table. Jeremy's like, ma'am. He says, ow. He's like, I just rode here in a truck, dude. And Damon says, Anna, I know you can hear us. Tell us what you know, sooner the better for your boyfriend. And Anna caves really quickly. She says, they're looking for Michael. Jeremy says, Michael. And Catherine says, is that his name? And Damon asks who it is. And Anna calls Michael the vampire who hunts vampires and says, don't wake him. He'll kill all of you. What a fucking loser hunting other vampires, dude. Why do you think a vampire wants to hunt vampires, particularly the originals? It could be like, wanting to be the most powerful one that's like what we've seen as a motivation before it could also be like a very deep self-hatred or like revenge thing too yeah well because what good is to hop on your power theory what good is being the most powerful vampire if you're the only one yeah that's true i think it's more likely self-hatred some level of self-hatred but we do also see at the end of the episode that he's like gray and veiny like the originals, but we can assume he can wake up. So it's not crazy to assume that he was turned in the same kind of era as when the originals came to be. Interesting. So it could have been that when the originals were turned to the originals from their little human lives that they led, there was someone who was like, hey, I don't think it's cool that we have like monsters that eat human blood. You know, the John Gilbert of his day. Mm -hmm. And they were like, shut the fuck up. Now you have to do it too, bitch. Well, I want to point out that he was desiccated, but not necessarily daggered. Oh. And we've seen vampires before who just desiccate from not having blood. Okay, yeah. We didn't see a dagger. Yeah. I think it's still likely that realistically he like was turned to a vampire against his will. Interesting. And he hated vampires. And for some reason- He tried to stop vampires and one of the vampires, I'm guessing one of the originals just because that's who he was hunting specifically, was like, oh, you hate vampires so much? Well, now you have to be one. Shut the fuck up. So you think they made him complete his transition? Like, yeah, drink human blood. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just kill himself then? And maybe they did it fast because he wants to kill them first. Yeah. Kill them first. Get back at them. It's a revenge thing. Or like he might have just been hungry. It might not have really been that much up to him. Sure. So that's what I'm kind of leaning into right now as to why he would want to hunt down these vampires so bad. I have to assume he's like relatively old if he knows how to like kill, kill them, because that seems to be information that has been really hidden. And so it makes sense that he would have gotten it either, I guess, from someone older or 
has been holding on to it for a while because they are scared of him. And Jeremy relays to Damon and Catherine that he's a vampire and a hunter and they'd be idiots to wake him. Then Jeremy says to Anna, oh, what do you mean wake him? And Damon says, time to find the keys. We don't get an answer for that. We go back to the school instead. Caroline wakes up in the hallway to Rebecca, who is on someone's phone. Could be Elena's, could be Caroline's. Kind of hard to tell. Rebecca says, you know, we didn't have mobile telephones in my day. It would have been easier. And then she takes a selfie really quick because if there's one thing Rebecca was excited to hear about, it was selfies. Yeah, it was that there's a camera that you can immediately see the picture and you can take like however many you want. Like you don't get like one picture a decade. Yeah. You can have like a million. She's like, oh, this is the shit. She's like, I love this. She's like, no wonder people dress like prostitutes. They can document it every day. Yeah, she's like, no wonder there are all these fucking sluts out here. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I'm about to be one. And Caroline says, hey, where's Tyler? And Rebecca says, dead-ish. Caroline notices him laying behind her. She says, hey, what did you do? Rebecca says, think of it as a nap. When he wakes up, he'll be a hybrid. And Rebecca's like scrolling through the pictures on this phone. She finds a picture of Stefan and Elena, to which she says, oh, vomit. (laughs) And then she zooms in on a phone that clearly does not have zooming capability, but let's not harp on that. And she sees her necklace. And she turns to Caroline. She says, why is that doppelganger bitch wearing my necklace? And Caroline's like, no, that's her necklace, but okay. (laughs) Caroline says she got it from Stefan. So then we go to the gym again, where Elena is now watching Stefan kill Chad pretty violently. And Klaus says, you know, it is so nice to see a vampire in their true element. The species has become a very broody lot. And you know what? Stefan was getting broody. So I do have to agree with him there. Yeah. And Elena says, no, this is not Stefan's true element. You did this to him. And Klaus says, I invited him to the party, but he's the one dancing on the table. Great saying, I will be adopting that into my everyday life. I don't know how, but I'll find a way. And it's funny because I'm sure Elena's like, well, no, he's only doing it because you compelled him. Like, no, he's been doing this without compulsion for months. This is just the first time he's done it in front of you. Yeah. He just didn't want you to see it. Klaus is like, you better suck it up, girl. This is what it is now. This is his thing. And so then Rebecca comes in pretty angry. She says, hey, where is my necklace? And she shows Klaus the photo of Elena wearing the necklace. And Klaus says, well, 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 more lies. Klaus is like, oh, my fucking God. Stefan was just lying to me every day. And then Rebecca turns to Elena and she says, where is it? And Elena says, I don't have it anymore. And then Rebecca says, you're lying. And then bites her neck. It's fair to assume she was lying. Yeah, but it isn't fair to kill her over a necklace. Well, she's not going to kill her, but she wanted to bite her. Oh, she wanted to kill her. Oh, I guess that's probably true. The reason she didn't is because Klaus tears her off and says, hey, knock it off. And Rebecca says, make her tell me where my necklace is. She's like, it's my necklace. I don't know what else to tell you. I can't make it any clearer. I hate her. This is the thing that's so fun about the Vampire Diaries is the human aspects of all of the characters, which is to say that like, these are the most powerful vampires on the planet. And she just wants to find her necklace. (laughs) That's why I'm like obsessed with the originals, the two we know. We didn't really get this kind of fun stuff from Elijah, no shade to him. But that Rebecca's like, just a crazy bitch like just because she can't be killed that didn't stop her from being like insane yeah I love it and I think I said this last time if I was alive for a thousand years this is probably what my personality would turn into too I would have gone off the rails long ago this would have been me in year 300 (laughs) 
So Klaus turns to Elena and he says, okay, Elena, like, be honest, where's the necklace? And Elena says, I don't know where it is. Catherine stole it. And Klaus goes, fucking Catherine? Klaus immediately looks like he has a stress headache and he's like, Katarina. And then he says, of course, of course it's Catherine. That's unfortunate because the necklace would have made things a lot easier for your witch. But since we're going to do things the hard way, let's put a clock on it. And he's in the gym. He makes use of his props. He turns on the gym clock for 20 minutes. And he says, if Bonnie hasn't found a solution by the time this clock runs out, Stefan, I want you to feed again. But this time you're going to feed on Elena because you know you want to. And Elena's like, whoa. (laughs) Elena says, hey, Klaus, please don't do this to him. I think it is funny that Klaus says like, oh, well, since you don't have the necklace then that would have been easy for your witch. It's like, well, that is fair because Bonnie's the one who made it hard by giving up the necklace before checking it was Elena. Yeah. (laughs) So kind of on Bonnie. She put herself in this mess. (laughs) And Klaus says no one leaves. He tells Stefan if she tries to run, fracture her spine. And then he heads out of the gym. And Stefan and Elena are not happy with the way this night is going. Yeah, this isn't fun for either of them at the moment. So then we go out into the hallway where Matt calls Bonnie. Bonnie's out in the parking lot. She says she hasn't gotten hold of Jeremy. So let's go to the Gilbert house. I'll meet you by your truck. And he says, okay, I'll go get my keys. He goes into the locker room and all of his bag is like strewn about. And he's like, man, come on. And he can't find his keys. He said, you're not supposed to prank each other. Damn. He's like, we're supposed to prank the faculty. Not me. He said, this was a student bag. Come on, man. It has my name on it. <laughs> so he follows the trail of his things. So they've left a little trail like Hansel and Gretel to the pool. And he notices when he gets to the pool that his keys are at the bottom of the pool. And he's like, oh, man, are you serious? So he gets ready to dive in. And as he's doing that, we see Vicky. And she says, Matt, I can help you, but I need you to hear me but he obviously can't hear her. She kicks one of his shoes in the pool and he's like, ah, and then he looks at his phone and she has typed, I can help you, Maddie. And since the name Maddie is there, he knows it's Vicky. So he's like, Vicky, pretty cool that she can uh, type on a phone. That's handy. I know that's helpful. And then Matt calls Bonnie and she's still waiting by his truck. And she's like, Hey, what is taking you so long? And he says, okay, this might sound crazy, but I think Vicky is trying to reach out to me. And he's like carrying a bunch of chains and it's like, hello. Yeah. And like a belt, all this stuff. Yeah. Matt says, look, I think Vicky can help us save Tyler. And Bonnie says, no, Jeremy can help us save Tyler. And Matt says, well, we can't find Jeremy. So it's time to pivot, which is a good point. Yeah. He's like, look, we don't know where Jeremy is, but I have Vicky reaching out to me. So we have a different path here that is probably going to be easier. And I don't know if you know this, there's now a 20 minute clock. Yeah, I don't know if anyone told you, but you have a time limit. Yeah. He says, I have an idea, but I need your help and I need you to meet me at the pool. Jeremy can see ghosts because you brought him back from the dead. So you need to do the same for me. And Bonnie says, okay, number one, that's crazy. Number two, I can't do that kind of magic anymore, which has cut me off. It's not going to work. Matt says, you don't need magic, Bonnie. You just need to be better than I was at CPR. And he hangs up and she's like, what? She's like, that doesn't sound good. And he jumps in the pool with weights belted to him. And Bonnie starts running. Now, I get that Bonnie figured this out and she's coming. But what if she was like, okay, and just stayed waiting by the truck? Or what if she like walked to the pool? Yeah. And, you know, I got to give it to Matt. If they found his body the next day in the pool, amazing prank. 
epic prank <laughs> top tier senior prank <laughs> to kill yourself on senior prank night <laughs> it'd be funny he'd go down in history <laughs> any seniors in high school don't take that as an endorsement yeah don't do that and matt looks pretty calm in the pool breathes in and he looks pretty dead bonnie jumps in she undoes the belt and she pushes him up to the surface and it's clear why they mentioned that she was a lifeguard over the summer <laughs> And that she was better at CPR than him. All these things are coming together. So then we go back over to the rest stop. Damon comes out of the woods where he's been looking for the keys. And he says, hey, Jeremy, don't fall asleep. You might have a concussion. And Jeremy says, thanks for the concern, dick. Yeah, he's like, you gave me the concussion, asshole. Damn. (laughs) And Catherine says, oh, stop pouting. You took one for the team. Everyone's going to thank you when Klaus is dead. And Damon says, hey, BTW, where's my phone? And Catherine says, oh, you need to check in with Elena. Make sure it's okay. You beat up her brother. And he's like, just give me my fucking phone. And she says, what can I say? I needed you like present here and now. And he says, give me my phone. He's like, please, Catherine, can we just speed this up? And she hands it over and he notices Bonnie's been texting him, telling him that Klaus is here. And you have to imagine Catherine just had his phone and it kept vibrating. And she's like, I'm not looking at that. Yeah, she's like, I'm not checking this. And Catherine says, Hey, Damon, no turning back. Okay, look at the big picture. The best shot to take out Klaus is finding Michael. Damon tells Jeremy, stay with Catherine so Anna can guide you guys. I'll be back. And he gives Jeremy the keys. And Catherine says, hey, you're going to get yourself killed. And, you know, the Damon I remember wouldn't have been that stupid. And Damon turns back and he says, I wouldn't have done it for you. And she's like, boo! It's a good burn. You got to give it to Damon. He really got her with that one. He has finally turned the corner in being able to burn Catherine. It took him a while, oh, yeah. but he got there. I mean, season one, Damon was down terrible for Catherine. He was taking that real personally every time. It's grown. Good for Damon. So let me go back over to the pool. Bonnie is giving Matt CPR and it doesn't look great at first. And Bonnie's kind of starting to panic. And then we check in on the other side. We can tell us the other side because it's kind of glowy. And Vicky is there and Matt wakes up. And because Bonnie's performing CPR while this is happening, we know he's on the other side briefly. And Vicky says, hi, Matt. And he says, hi, Vicky. And she says, look, you need to listen carefully because I don't have much time. I have a message for Bonnie. And then Matt wakes up, spits out water. Bonnie notices he's okay. Happy day. And then we go back to the gym. The clock is now down to like six minutes and 15 seconds. And Elena says, oh my God, I just remembered. Caroline's dad could resist compulsion. Girl, it took you 14 minutes to remember that? It happened two days ago. Think. Yeah, girl, start thinking. I know you just watched Stefan kill a girl who was kind of your acquaintance, but keep that brain moving, sweetie. And she says, well, maybe it's possible. And Stefan says, oh, yeah, maybe it just takes focus in a couple decades of training. He's automatically like, that's not going to work. Like, yeah, it won't work with that fucking attitude, buddy. And Elena says, Stefan, you can control this. Like, just drink from me when the buzzer goes off, which is optimistic and Stefan says you don't get it I'm a ripper I can't stop once I start I listen to you talk and all I can hear is the sound of your heart pumping blood through your body and she's like oh she's like that's creepy but it is that thing of like okay but you have drank Elena's blood before like you've just been listening to Klaus call you a ripper all summer and so now you're letting it get to your head. Well, he's been drinking more and more blood. He's not used to having to stop. Yeah, that's true. In defense of Stefan, I think that when he drank Elena's blood before, he was drinking no human blood. So it was easier for him to be like, I've lived this long without it. I have to stay away from it. But he's been like binge drinking human blood. 
And I think he also knows that like, even if he wants to stop, it like might not be possible. I guess so he's trying to get Elena out of there before he has to figure out how that goes. Yeah, he's not confident he can stop. I think he thinks that like he might be able to, but he doesn't want to take that chance. Yeah. He says, I'm going to have to feed on you when the clock runs out and I can't stop. And Elena says, you can fight it. You just have to want it bad enough. And he says, why? Because I love you. And she says, yeah. She said, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> he says, after everything we've been through, you owe me like to fight killing me. You owe me to resist it. Yeah, at least maybe like believe that it's possible a little bit. And he says, you're right. I owe you everything. You're the one thing that has kept me from turning it off. But at the end of the day, I can't help what I am. And if I get near your blood, you're dead. Again, I think he thinks it's a possibility that he could stop, but he has to make her terrified so that he can get her to get away. Yeah, and it's a self-doubt thing. Because again, he's been around this person all summer who's like, no, this is just who you are. And it's fine, but like, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. And so it's harder to not have like, Elena there all the time being like, no, that's not who you were because that's her whole thing. He just hasn't heard that from anyone in like months. It's hard of him to believe. It's hard of him to talk himself out of it, you know? Yeah. So then we go to a biology classroom where Rebecca is on the phone and Tyler wakes up and he's very confused. Yeah, Rebecca's on her phone looking at the countdown that's going on in the gym because she's like, soon enough, Elena will be dead. She said, I can't wait till that bitch is dead. (laughs) Caroline's like, hey, Tyler. And he's like, what what happened? And Rebecca says, don't be shy about it. And Caroline says, okay, well, Klaus is turning you into a vampire. So you are in transition. And he's like, what? And Rebecca says, don't leave out the herd part. You're pretty much dead unless your witch is successful. And Caroline says, okay, well, you're going to be okay. Caroline's like, I don't really know what to say at this point. And Rebecca says, I wonder how the witch is doing. And then she shows them the countdown and she says, TikTok goes the gym clock. (laughs) I love her with her little clock app being like, here we go. So then we go to the hallway. Bonnie and Matt are leaving the pool. And Bonnie says, as soon as you feel better, I'm going to kill you. And Matt says, but it worked. I saw Vicky and she had a message for you from the witch that created the curse, the original witch. She said, apparently, that Elena shouldn't have survived and that the hybrids can't transition because Elena is still alive, which is the theory we've been operating under for the past few episodes. So it's like, oh, okay, wow. Um, now we know, yikes. It's like, oh, hopefully there was a way out of that, you know? And Matt says, oh my God, Tyler's gonna die, isn't he? And Klaus says, I wouldn't be too sure. He appears and they're like, ah. <laughs> Klaus says, you know, given the choice between a doppelganger and a hybrid, I go hybrid every time. So he's basically saying, no, Elena's gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, which is not a shocking response from him. So then we go to the gym. The clock is at 17 seconds. And Stefan says, okay, Elena, you got to run. Elena says, yeah, but Klaus said if I run, you have to fracture my spine. And Stefan said, yeah, if you don't run, it's not going to matter. He's like, either way, it's looking bad for you, girl. So you might as well try. Yeah, my plan, this is what I would do were I Elena in this situation, Elena and Stefan. I would say, okay. I know when my goose is cooked, give me some of your blood and snap my neck. Yeah. (laughs) Like, see, that's the thing. Elena really doesn't want to be a vampire. I would turn to a vampire at the first sign of inconvenience. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I would have been a vampire by now. I would have been a vampire at the end of season one. Yeah, I would have been a vampire before Klaus even got to town. (laughs) You'd be like, you're the doppelganger bag, not a vampire. I'm a vampire, sorry. I didn't even know you existed. Yeah, who are you? (laughs) And Stefan literally begs for her to run. And she says, no, there's another way. You have to fight it. And it is very like 
you know, main character energy, pick me energy. Sure, sure. But it does end up working. So you can't blame Elena for having this attitude. Yeah. And the buzzer goes off. And Elena says, I love you. Don't give up. And he says, I can't hold it. And he jumps near her. And she's like, ah, okay. She's like, okay. I didn't think that was going to happen. And he holds himself back on the bleachers. And he's like, okay, run. And she's like, okay, now I see. Yeah, now I see. I am going to run, actually. You've you've convinced me. She's like, and the clock is up so you don't have to fracture my spine anymore. Yeah, (laughs) win-win. She runs down the hallway. He keeps trying to stop himself on like lockers and walls. And he's doing a pretty good job. He's, you know, stopping himself from catching up to her. But she can't get very far because he moves a lot faster than she does. Yeah. And then Elena runs into class again. He's like, hey, girly. Then Stefan gets into the cafeteria. He sees a janitor's cart and he sees a broom, which he breaks in half and stakes himself to slow himself down. And Klaus drags Elena to Stefan and he says, this is so super fun and cool. I've never seen this before. The only thing stronger than your craving for blood is your love for this one girl. Again, no wonder Elena is so self-centered. She's like, he loves me enough to not drink blood. That's crazy. If he wanted to, he would, ladies. If he wanted to, he would. (laughs) Yeah. And Klaus is like, what the hell? He's like, no one has ever loved me even close to this amount. <laughs> my sister hates me. My brother, who I killed, also hates me. <laughs> my brother tried to murder me. Klaus says, hey, you know what, Stefan? Why don't you turn it off? Your humanity is killing you. Your guilt must be so rough. And then he pulls the stake out of Stefan and he's like, you know what? You're strong, but you're not that strong. Elena's like, hey, please don't. Please don't do this. And Klaus says, turn it off. And Stefan says, no. Klaus again tells him to turn it off. Stefan says, no, thank you. I'd rather not. Yeah, he says, that doesn't sound good for me. And then Klaus, like with more conviction, says, turn it off. And Stefan says, no, and pushes him away. And Klaus says, okay. Klaus pushes him against the wall. We get a shot of the eye so we know that he's compelling him. He compels Stefan to turn it off. This is the first time we've seen a really dramatic turning off of humanity. It certainly won't be the last. These are some clues we're going to look for when it happens. A dramatic music swell, eyes closing and opening again. That is going to be our new universal signifier for turning it off. A little seizing-ish, a little bit of like, you know. Exactly. Like throwing your humanity up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving it right on the floor. This shit. (laughs) (laughs) Elena says, what did you do? And Klaus says, I fixed him. Yikes. And Elena's like, doesn't seem like it. And then Klaus says, but I do think a test is in order. And Elena's like, okay, well, this isn't going to be good. He said, well, this can't be good for me. And Klaus says, hey, Ripper, perhaps you'd like a drink from the doppelganger's neck. And for a second, it looks like he's like kind of tired. And it's like, okay, Stefan's going to get past this. There's sweetie Stefan. And then nope, veins appear. And he jumps at Elena and bites her neck. Not a good sign. I was like, okay, he he could have maybe withstood the last compulsion. This one, no. We saw like a flip. It seems pretty clear that he has turned his humanity off. This is, I guess, kind of a real first turning off of humanity that we've seen. Yeah, I believe so. Like we have a potential for Jenna or like maybe some other people you could make arguments. But I think this is what I would call the first one. I agree. Because Damon always pretended he turned it off, but he never fucking did. Because if he had turned his humanity off, he would have gotten over Catherine a lot sooner. Yeah. Jeez. Only a human. So then we go back to the biology classroom. And Klaus enters and he says, well, the verdict is in. The original witch says that the doppelganger should be dead. And Rebecca's like, woo! <laughs> Rebecca says, awesome. So we get to kill her? 
And Klaus says, actually, I'm fairly certain that means the opposite. Call it a hunch. He's like, well, to be fair, that witch hated my guts. So like, that probably isn't true. So Rebecca holds Caroline back and Klaus presents Tyler. He's like, here's Elena's blood. I want you to drink it. Caroline is scared because she doesn't know what's going to happen. And Klaus says, well, if he doesn't feed, he's going to die anyway. So consider this an experiment. I do want to say this. I want to break off this scene to just talk for a second, because this is really the first time we see Klaus and Caroline meet. I know that you know that Caroline is a couple that people ship. Whether or not they have any basis for that remains to be seen. But a fun fact I do want to tell you is Joseph Morgan, the actor who plays Klaus, had a crush on Candace when they first started filming. Who wouldn't? Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He said, who wouldn't? She was so great. Love that. Anyway, so that's just something to think about as we get more or less Claroline in the coming weeks. And then Tyler drinks Elena's blood. He gags, he falls over, he screams. And it's like, okay, how's this going? But then he looks up and we can see his werewolf eyes with veins and fangs. So we know that the transition is complete. And in case we're even a little hesitant, Klaus says, well, that's a good sign. The eyes and the teeth. I was like, oh, hello, my little baby boy getting cuter by the day. So Tyler is our second hybrid after Klaus. He's our first turned hybrid. You did think that Tyler was going to become a hybrid this season. Not a crazy leap to make. And it is correct. Yeah, it's the one werewolf we know we had to assume. And I thought it was weird he didn't do it first, but he didn't do it first because the other ones didn't work. So that's why he had to wait for Tyler because we didn't want Tyler to die. So love to see Tyler have that much power. We'll see how that works out for him. I fear that he is not going to be able to handle that much power because as we know, with great power comes great responsibility. And Tyler is not really known for his responsibility. So then we go over to the hospital where Elena wakes up in a hospital bed with a bandage on her neck. And it's like, oh, cool. Who took her to the hospital? I assumed it was Klaus early on. She wakes up and she says, hey, where am I? And the nurse says, you've been through a terrible ordeal. He says, you're at the hospital, dumbass. What does it look like? Look around. Elena says, oh, I have to leave. And the nurse says, no, you can't leave. You've lost a ton of blood. And Elena can't help but notice that they're taking her blood. And she's like, wait. If I've lost blood, why are you removing some? And the nurse says, it's for your friend Klaus. And Elena tries to take out the IV, but of course the nurse doesn't let her happen. The nurse says, hey, go to sleep. And she gives her some sort of drug, morphine, who knows? Who knows? So Elena kind of falls asleep. And then we go out to the hospital parking lot where Rebecca and Klaus are kind of debriefing. And Rebecca says, so the doppelganger isn't the problem. Her blood is the solution. She's like, fuck. So this bitch is going to be alive? What? Klaus says, seems so. Klaus says that he knew the original witch hated him. So he wants to do the opposite of what she says. So here's my question. Why do you think the original witch hated Klaus? Same reason everyone hates Klaus or something special? Same reason every witch hates Klaus. Yeah. Well, probably because he was like, I want to be a hybrid. And she's like, no, that's crazy. And he's like, well, fuck you. And she was like, no, fuck you back. Here's a curse. And then he said, fuck you back. I'm going to break the curse. I mean, every witch hates Klaus. He wants to go against the balance of the universe. Sure. And he's not super likable. <laughs> not super nice. Yeah, he's, he's kind of mean to people that he meets. So I think it's a combo of those things. And Rebecca says, a thousand years in the grave and she's still screwing with you. Queen. And Klaus says, it makes sense from her perspective. It was a fail safe in case I ever broke the curse. The doppelganger had to die so I could become a hybrid. But if she were dead, I couldn't use the blood to sire a new species. You got to admit, that's a pretty airtight spell that this witch cast, unfortunately, 
She did it on the main character, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, she did it on Elena Gilbert, who everyone's in love with. Yeah. I am very proud because I did guess that there was potential that a witch just wouldn't allow this imbalance. Yeah. The original witch is on the other side, punching the air right now. She saw Elena, like, come back to life. She's fuck. My God. She was like, he's going to fucking figure this out. She said it might not work. And then the hybrids fail. And she said, okay, that's good. He doesn't know. No, she said it, it might not work. And then he took Stefan with him. And she was like, fuck. She's like, there is no way that doesn't end with him figuring this out. I got to tell that girl, Vicky, who I just met, <laughs> to get a message. Well, and this also confirms, this is somewhat of a tangent, that like, it's not just Vicky alone in the other side. She kind of said she had no one to talk to, but they can discuss things with other dead people. Do you think they can all discuss things? Or do you think that there's certain pairs? Like, do you think Anna could talk to the original witch or has? Possibly. Yeah, I think probably if Vicky can, I don't know why she'd talk to Vicky and not Anna. Because if, if the original witch could only pick one, it would make sense to pick Anna because they'd assume Anna would know more. They wouldn't assume Vicky would know this. Sure. So the fact that Vicky knows it, I think is a clue that, you know, it might have to be the same kind of push pull that you have to like reach out to specific people. Like you can't just be like walking down the street, running into people. But then how could Vicky talk to the original witch? Because she couldn't be thinking of the original witch because she doesn't know her. You might just need one pull or something on that side. Like you might not need as big of a pull as in person because you can assume the original witch was like, okay, I got to find one of these people to tell. And yeah. she was able to do that pull because you have to assume the witches, you know, they can communicate with witches on earth too through this yeah. like channeling process. So you have to assume an original witch could have that kind of understanding of how to manipulate this other side to get a message out. Other question. We know that the original witch is like a thousand years in the grave. So we can assume she was around the same time as the originals. Do you think she was the first ever witch? Potentially. I mean, I think the way they're saying it, probably yes. And you would have to assume if she was the original witch, then she's also the one who somehow got vampires and werewolves to exist. Interesting. Because you have to assume like, how would a vampire just come to be unless it was like a genetic thing, which I don't really think it was. Yeah, too sciencey too sciencey, but I got to throw it out. So I think somehow early witches are part of how all these supernatural beings came to be. How the originals became vampires. Yeah. Which is why they keep them in check. And Klaus realizes that the original witch did all this, stopping him from creating hybrids so that he would be alone for all time. And Rebecca says, is this what your obsession with hybrids is about? About you just don't want to be alone? To which I say, duh. Rebecca's like, that's kind of embarrassing, dude. Like, just make some friends. Damn. And Klaus doesn't admit to it because it is embarrassing. He says, look, I just want to take my girl and my hybrid and get out of this one pony town. He tells Rebecca to leave, too, because he's like, no, you fucking called me out on this. And I don't want to cry in front of you because then I lose my whole power. <laughs> he tells Rebecca to get the truck while he goes to get Elena. Rebecca goes to get the truck and Damon approaches him and Klaus says, oh, well, Look who finally showed up. Klaus is like, this day can't get any worse. Damon says, hey, where's Elena? And Klaus says, she's making a donation to a greater cause, and I can't let you interfere. And Damon says, okay, well, then you'll have to kill me. And Klaus says, you know, I would love to. Honestly, I would. I really want to kill you. But I made a pledge to your brother, and unlike him, I keep my word. But actually, thinking about it now, I don't think he cares anymore. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't give a fuck about you anymore. So then he kind of like pushes Damon against the car. He's about ready to kill him. Damon says, oh, don't you want to know about your friend, Michael? And Klaus falters. This does get Klaus. 
Klaus says, what do you know about Michael? Because the name is too specific. And Damon says, he knows you're here. And Klaus says, you're bluffing, which he kind of is. But it's not Damon's problem. It doesn't matter. It still scares him enough. And Damon says, me and Catherine found him. Consider it our leverage. And Klaus throws Damon angrily, but leaves him in the parking lot. Yeah, Klaus is like, damn, that's a better bluff. So Klaus seems truly scared of Michael, which is interesting. Yeah. Because we haven't seen Klaus scared of anyone really yet. Yeah. And they were scared of him in the 20s. And he ended up in this, you know, coffin somehow, but he doesn't want him out. Do you think Klaus knows that Michael has a way to like kill him for good? And that's why he's scared. I think it's probably that, but there's got to be more to it than that. Because I don't think Klaus, I mean, it's got to be weird when you're like really hard to kill. Like you probably are scared of death, but you don't really spend a lot of time thinking about it because you don't really have to concern yourself with it. So it could just be a fear of death that he hasn't faced. But I think there's probably some other reasons too of like he can like bring up some other enemies or something like that. Or I'm sure Michael is not above waking up some other originals who like maybe might be more sympathetic to his cause, whatever it may be. So I think it's more than just him being able to kill Klaus, but I also could believe it just being death because Klaus hasn't ever had to worry about dying besides this one person, it seems. Mm -hmm. Damon goes into the hospital and he finds Elena. He pulls out the IV. She starts to wake up. He looks at her blood, but doesn't drink any. She says, Damon, and he says, hey. And he carries her out in like a bridal carry to some very sweet music. It's a very sweet moment. Cute little outline as they're walking through the hallway. Elena stands, we eaten tonight. Mmm, yummy. And then we go over to the school. Caroline and Tyler are walking through the hallway, and Caroline's like, are you sure you're okay? And Tyler says he's phenomenal. It's a rush he can't explain. Everything is better. He picks her up. They make out. He says, this is going to be an amazing year. And Caroline looks a little worried. So I have to ask, how do you think Tyler's transition to hybrid is going to go? Do you think there's a catch to being a hybrid that he's going to learn about? I think that's probably, you know, the basic, like learning how to be a vampire, like just because he's already a werewolf doesn't mean he's prepped for that. You know, Mm -hmm. I would argue that the transition to vampire is more fraught than the transition to werewolf because werewolf, you chain yourself up one night a month. I would argue that as well. Still hurts, but it's like a little bit more obtainable. So I think it's going to be a little harder for him to switch to that than he really anticipates because right now he's just feeling the fun of it and the rush of power he gets. It is useful that he has Caroline with him because obviously she's kind of a rock star of that transition. However, I do want to point out one thing that comes from being a hybrid, he does not have to turn into a wolf anymore. Yeah. So he doesn't have to turn into a wolf unless he wants to, which is really nice, but he does still have to drink blood. Klaus mentioned he wanted to take his hybrid out of town. Do you think Klaus is going to like make Tyler his lackey? Do you think Tyler is going to go along with that? What do you think their relationship is going to be like now? I don't think he necessarily needs to bring Tyler to be his lackey because he knows he's there and he knows Stefan is watching him because he has Stefan kind of hanging out. But I do think he wants to go find some more werewolves. Obviously, Tyler is kind of a solo one. He doesn't have a pack. So he's got to go find some other packs to turn. Now that he knows how to turn them, he can. And I think it's going to be one of those things where it's a lot easier to not be on Klaus's side when he doesn't have anyone else on his side. Mm -hmm. But if there's a whole bunch of hybrids and they can all bond over like what this transition is like from werewolf to hybrid, 
maybe make some other friends along the way. It may just complicate like kind of where his loyalties lie. I don't think necessarily that is like going to take him away from everyone, but I think it will complicate relationships. I mean, we saw even when he met other werewolves, he had no idea how to balance like the werewolf versus vampire loyalties. Mm-hmm. He was not capable of that. And he's learned a lot more now, but it's still going to be very difficult to balance that. Do you think this is the beginning of our heroes of the show generally having more of a working relationship with the originals more than an antagonistic one? I think it's still going to be antagonistic for a while, just because like Stefan has his humanity off and that really is like a low blow. And I think Tyler's going to fight hanging out with Klaus for a while, but I don't really think it's going to be a big push right away because I'm assuming Rebecca's going to go with Klaus wherever they're going, but I think he'll be back in Mystic Falls relatively soon. So Tyler will have to face the music soon enough. And I think there's reasons why they may be working with the originals more, especially if they do indeed wake up this Michael, which we'll talk to when we get to that. But I think it's still antagonistic at the moment. Sure. So we go to the weight room. Bonnie's like, hey, Matt, I still need a ride to Jeremy's. I did bring you back to life. The least you can do is give me a ride. Yeah. Matt asks for a second. Bonnie says like, listen, I know you want to help and you miss your sister, but what you did was reckless and stupid. And he's like, yeah, I hear you, but it worked. So it was worth it. And he's like, it did work though. And Bonnie says, you don't want to be a part of this. You're the only one of us who gets to live a normal life, even though right now you feel lost. And he says, I get it. I get your concern. You, at the point we were watching this scene, said you noticed some vibes. I think they're trying to give us Bonnie and Matt vibes. And I'm not happy about it. (laughs) Yeah, you don't feel good about that? I don't feel great. I remember I made that guess early on of them as a couple. I don't know why I just got a feeling. And I don't want to see that happen. I mean, I think Matt has a rough little journey ahead of him coming up because I think also Matt is like, I don't want to have just a normal life. Like, what is it all for? Like, I don't have anything to really like fight for right now. Yeah. Matt says, I get what you're saying. I'll be out in a minute. Vicky's here watching me and I just want a minute to say goodbye. Bonnie understands that. She leaves him to it. And then he senses someone in the room and he's like, Bonnie, seriously, I'm going to be fine. And he turns around and it's Vicky and he can see her and they say hi and they cry a little bit. It's a very sweet brother sister moment. I'm happy that Matt can see Vicky, though. I hate the man. Yeah, he needs her. And I think it's nice for Vicky, too, because, you know, she's close with Matt. Yeah. And Jeremy's really tossing her to the side for Anna. Yeah. She's like, damn, I need to talk to someone else. And I think this is where it's going to get really hard for Matt because he already isn't loving his life at the moment for obvious reasons. I'm not saying it's not fair, but he's having a hard time. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that he can talk to his sister is not going to help him get out of that place. Well, do you think that Vicky now having two connections to the living world, do you think she still wants to come back to the living world? And do you think that that's going to be more likely to happen with two people she can talk to? I think she does want to, and I think Matt would fight for it more. All that to say, I don't think she's going to be coming back. Why do you think that? I think he's going to need more help to make that happen. And people aren't going to want to give up whatever it takes for her to come back because it's not going to be for free. Mm -hmm. And I think Matt, like, it's easy to say he just wants to see his sister to say goodbye. But now that he can see her, like, it's not like he can say goodbye and she won't ever come around. Mm -hmm. Like, she's there now. And so he is not going to be able to like, just move on from this. And he doesn't have anyone to talk to. This is who he can talk to, you know? So it's just, 
think he's going to really close himself off. And I would not be shocked if he did not tell people that he can see her. Kept that one to himself. Sure. Even though Bonnie could realistically assume that she could assume it, but she knows that that happened when Jeremy came back because she used magic and she didn't use magic to bring Matt back. It's a, more of a gray area. I think she would assume he's not seeing Vicky unless he told her he was. Sure. And especially if Vicky is like, I can come back, but like you can't tell anyone, he would keep that secret. Do you think that he's going to need more help to get Vicky back? Or do you think he could get Vicky back and not tell anyone he's doing it until the damage is done? Whatever that damage may be. I think he probably needs more help. Or maybe tell Jamie, like, I'm thinking about doing this. Like, you understand it, you know? Because that's, I think, who he would tell, if anyone. Because you like Vicky. I think if he could do it by himself, he would try to get away with it. But I think he'd get caught. Sure. Because he's not sneaky. Not that bright. As much as I would love to have Vicky come back, I just don't think it's going to happen for her. So then we go over to the Salvatore house. Damon is having some bourbon and he offers some to Elena since she's had a pretty rough night. Yeah, I think she's earned some bourbon. Yeah, and she's like, she sips it and she says, this is disgusting. She says, you drink this? She's like, can I just get like a wine cooler? (laughs) Do you have any friends here? And Damon offers, he's like, you know, if you want to forget, I can take away any memories you don't want to keep. But she says, no, no compulsion. I need to remember all of this. Which she does. She needs to be aware of what she's dealing with. And then Damon pulls out her necklace and he says, I stole it back for you. And she's like, well, I don't really want that right now for obvious reasons. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, this makes her think of Stefan. And she says, he's really gone this time. Like, I watched it happen. After everything we went through to help him, he's really gone. And it's hard because she's like, you know, he didn't choose to do it. But at the same time, he was already very close to gone when she talked to him, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I think at this point, she was like, I don't think he was mad that happened. I don't think he wanted it and would have done it on his own. But I I don't think he's sad that Klaus tried his humanity off. He was not in a good place. Yeah, he can't be sad after the fact, but she's like, it was a different person, you know? Yeah, exactly. Then she starts crying and she says, where were you, Damon? Because he did really pick the literal worst day to leave. Really bad timing, buddy. He says he shouldn't have left. He touches her thigh. Delana stands we eating tonight. Mmm, yummy. Bow wow. <laughs> he says, I promise I'm never going to leave you again. And she smiles. And we're having a lovely little Delana moment. And then who comes in? And then Stefan comes in and says, well, isn't this cozy? And it's humanity-less Stefan. And boy, oh boy, is he so much hotter like this. Boy, oh boy, is he giving Damon. Yeah. (laughs) Damon says, what are you doing here, brother? And Stefan says, "Mm, last I checked, I live here. And they were like, you haven't for a while. He pours himself some bourbon and he says, Klaus is gone, but he's asked me to watch Elena until he returns. So from now on, you're under my protection. Both Damon and Elena look like scared of this, surprised by this. Like they don't know how to react. And then Stefan takes his drink upstairs. He says, oh, by all means, carry on. And he's like, you two go ahead, have some fun. I'll be upstairs. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) My humanity's off, baby. I don't care what the fuck you two do. And they're like, well, now we don't want to kiss, though. Yeah, you really took the mood out of the room. (laughs) So then we go to a cemetery. We go into a mausoleum and the name on it is Pickett. That name ring any bells for you? No. (laughs) Okay. Just want to point out that's the name on the mausoleum. 
Catherine says, okay, how do we know Anna isn't lying? And Jeremy says, this is the place. This is the oldest wing of the largest cemetery in Charlotte. A witch entombed Michael here in the 90s. And there's a big stone coffin. They go in. Catherine opens this coffin. And there's our guy. He's gray and veiny and chained up. And right before the episode ends, his eyes open. And then we go to black. So what's the deal with him, you think? I think he's a vampire and a hunter. (laughs) (laughs) So he opens his eyes. Do you think we're going to see him awake in the next episode? What do you think him being awake entails? Because Anna seems pretty scared of him being awake and Catherine doesn't seem all that concerned. I think it's one of those things where like, it's good to check that he's there and we could go get him if things get bad, but let's not maybe wake him up quite yet. That's kind of what I'm feeling. But at the same time, it's worth noting that one of the two people in the tomb there is a human. So if he wants some blood, it's right there. And Catherine's not above feeding Jeremy's blood to someone. Yeah. So I think there's a potential he could be awake next episode. I don't think it would be smart to wake him up immediately until you guys have a little bit more information. But that doesn't mean that they won't do it. Yeah. They don't always make the smartest decision on this show. And I trust Catherine to make a smart decision in theory, because there is a smart decision version of waking him up where she's like, I'll bring you to Klaus if you promise not to kill me. I don't give a fuck what you do to anyone else, you know? So her smart idea might be a different version. Sure. But once you wake him up, this is what's dangerous about waking him up. That's assuming that she's going to wake him up and he's going to be open to negotiations. Yeah, exactly. Like he might not be open to negotiations. And especially because clearly he's in a stone tomb wrapped in chains. He did not go down easy. (laughs) That's an interesting point. And you would think like it's interesting that a witch would chain him up and put him in a tomb and not stake him if he could be staked. Sure. Here's my question. Witches generally, in our knowledge of the witches we know, are not necessarily anti-vampire, but they're definitely not pro-vampire. And so you would think that like a vampire hunter who wants to kill the originals, who witches notably hate Klaus. Yeah. Why do you think they would like entomb Michael? Because wouldn't they want Klaus dead and other originals dead? What does a witch gain by entombing this guy? It might just be a like a balance thing. Like, yeah, the originals are bad for X, Y, and Z reason. Maybe Michael's bad for bigger reasons. And they're like, well, honestly, these two fighting, it's it's a bigger disadvantage to all of us to have him out. Like the originals will generally keep their shit by themselves, you know? Sure. So it could be something like that. It also could be that he pissed off the wrong person or that it was a witch who worked with the originals. Like we've seen witches who are loyal to the originals. A Greta of the 90s yeah. could have just like helped out. There's a range. Like there could have been some witch also that like, He was like messing with her family or his family who was like, no, you're not going to be playing this game. Like you can go in a tomb. Like they're not necessarily anti-vampire until the vampire infringes on other people in a really dangerous way. Yeah. So he could have just gotten the wrong person mad too. Angered the wrong witch. Yeah. So there's a range. I, I don't think a witch necessarily did it for the originals, although that is definitely a possibility. Sure. So this is an interesting new wrinkle. Stefan being forced to protect Elena, but with his humanity off. How do you think that relationship's going to go? Yeah, well, I mean, I think Elena's not going to be too pleased with him and wanting to avoid him. But I think like this is one of those things where 
you know, it makes sense that Klaus wants the doppelganger alive and he wants Stefan's humanity off while he's around Elena. Mm -hmm. But like he can choose to flip it back on. When Klaus compelled him to turn it off, he didn't say like, turn it off and keep it off until I tell you. So that's another question. What do you think switching your humanity back on entails? Do you think Stefan could just turn it on as soon as Klaus is out of town? I think he could, but it would take a lot because the thing with the humanity turning back on, it's not like an easy process, I assume. Like, I think logistically it is essentially the same process as turning it off, but in practice, turning it on and then immediately feeling all these things at once is one of those things that then you could easily be like, oh, no, 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 that's going back off immediately. So I think it's like in practice, it's much more difficult. So I think it would need to be a choice. And if your humanity's off, like what motivation do you have to make that choice? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you push yourself to do it? So do you think it has to be a decision that's like initiated by an outside source? And if so, who is that outside source? How does that outside source go about it? Because again, their humanity's off. So like Elena could go up to Stefan and be like, you were in love with me. If you turn your humanity back on, I'll be in love with you. He'd be like, okay, well, I don't really understand that right now. Like, do you think it comes from an outside source? And if it does, how do they go about it? I don't necessarily think this is correct, but I think you got to hit him with the logic. (laughs) Okay. You can't use an emotional argument here. You can't be like, you were in love with Elena. You could be like, look, you're just one of Klaus's henchmen. If you turn your humanity on, you can work with us and beat him and be more powerful than him. Like you have to think about what someone with their humanity off, like, would be motivated by but logically if i may play klaus's advocate yeah if i'm stuff with my humanity off you know what i say to that argument why would i team up with you klaus is obviously more powerful than you well we know someone who can kill klaus and then he would be like well okay um bring him to me but i don't really believe you i don't know anyone who can kill klaus klaus is the most powerful person on the planet and he knows how to make hybrids now so i'm sorry humanity off i'm sticking with that guy That is fair. Because it's basically like, oh, you could team up with us because it's your brother and your girlfriend. It's still an emotional argument to be made there. I'm sure there's an argument you can come up with. Just give me a second. Oh, sure. No, please. (laughs) Take your time. Well, I mean, hey, this show's a long show. It's unlikely that Stefan's humanity is off until the end of the show. So I think it's possible there's a way to turn it back on. I just want to know what your theories are. We're meant to believe, I don't know if we've been told this explicitly, but I'm under the belief that he had his humanity off at one point and did turn it back on again. I think we've heard that explicitly. Oh, in a previous lifetime. That he turned it off after killing his dad and then eventually turned it back on. Yes. And he did that because of Lexi, I believe. Sure. So we know another person can do that for someone. And her argument a lot of the time was like, love is more important than that. It feels better. Like the happy emotions are worth it, even though you have to power through the bad ones. Yeah which is something that like clearly worked in the past. I think you're going to need to go a little bit bigger than that at this point. Yeah. And unfortunately, Lexi's dead. Yeah. And we don't really have a Lexi. I think the closest we have is Caroline. And if we're going that path of like the happy emotions and remembering those happy emotions and what they can do, being powerful enough to make him turn his humanity off, I think Caroline's got to be the way to go. Sure. Even though Stefan and Caroline are like barely friends. They're pretty good friends. I mean, they're like friends, but they're not that close right now. But also keep in mind, it doesn't matter how close of friends they are. His humanity's off. He doesn't know who his best friend is. Sure. I think just because of the way Caroline has approached, like we've seen examples in this episode and examples in the past of like this optimism, this like, 
I don't want to say blind optimism because I don't think that's what it is, but that's the closest we have to the path that Lexi took, which we know works. I do think you can take a different path. I think it's either like that optimism track or a track to somehow like put a wedge between him and Klaus logically. I don't know the, that exact wedge or like sell it like, hey, Klaus like doesn't respect you. Like he made you turn your humanity off. Like, don't you want to get back at him? Which I like, I don't know. There's still anger. That's an emotion. But basically somehow to convince him that being on Klaus's team is not the right team to be on. Yeah. And convincing him that like, you're only on his team because your humanity's off. Like if your humanity were on, you would know better than to be on his team. And then his argument would be like, well, that's because when my humanity's on, I'm stupid. I think it's kind of this thing of where you can be like, you can believe that. Reverse psychology. I'm just telling you, like, you're going to lose and you won't even know what's happening. Just planting seeds of doubt in his head like that. I think those are the two paths our characters have here. Sure. And we know one has worked in the past. So I guess here's my other question. How many episodes do you think we're going to have Stefan's humanity off? When do you think he's going to get it back on? Knowing that those are the paths you foresee, knowing the characters we have, knowing what's going on. When do you think Stefan's humanity is going to be back on, if ever, in the rest of the show? It will be back on in the rest of the show. I think three to four episodes with it off. Okay, so right now it's episode five. So you are thinking episode eight or nine is back on? Eight or nine, I'm thinking. Okay. Eight to 10, let's say. Eight to 10, sure. <laughs> Just give me a little, little more wiggle room. Pick one of those three. Nine. Okay, fair enough. Because I think we need a little bit of time to play with like, what does he act like around these people when his humanity's off? And like, what does he do with his humanity off? And how does he interact with Elena that's protecting her, but not protecting her out of love, protecting her out of like orders. Obligation. And so I think we have a little bit of time to play with that. And it's also, you know, a possibility that by protecting Elena from orders, he remembers that he's in love with her somehow. I don't know how he would do that with humanity off, but I like to believe love is powerful enough to push him through that. Well, this is our first time seeing someone's humanity off. So the level of it, you haven't seen in person yet. So you're just making guesses, which is fine. That's what I do. We'll see what happens with Stefan with his humanity off. If he turns his humanity back on next episode, I'll be so mad. <laughs> if it is just like, I just turn it back on, no struggle. Two minutes in the next episode, he's like, my humanity's on again. I love you, Elaine. That would be funny. That would be funny. I don't think that would be the case, but I've been wrong many times. So that's true. But that's the end of this week's episode. As always, if you're enjoying Doppelgangers or the Vampire Diaries, be sure to tell your friends about it. And if you're really enjoying it, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But we'll see you guys next week. For now, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. <laughs>